Hey guys, um, my name's Arnav. Um, I'm a part of the team Sports Fix, um, and here I have my colleague with me, Aryan Pradhan. Um, how are you doing? Hello, Arnav. All good. How are you? I'm doing great. Um, so today was the uh, Spanish Grand Prix um, held at the Circuit de Barcelona. Um, so it was kind of you know you could say it was a bit boring but then there were some positive outcomes that came for some ferrari fans they saw they saw vettel take seventh place you know yes okay um vettel took seventh place he managed to get 40 laps out of his soft compound tires you know legendary performance proves that you know why he's a four-time world champion uh, I mean, you've kind of said uh, some of it. I just add on to it. Uh, I mean, I mean, he's got that Ferrari seat in 2015 for a reason, and the reason was a little towards the uh, the reason why he wanted to get a world champion. He wanted to follow Schumacher's steps. That never happened. But yes, he is a four-time world champion, and that cannot be taken away from him. And the way he absolutely massaged those tires, I could say, for 40 odd laps. And, you know, got the best out of them. And, I mean, supreme tire management. And also the fact that he kept uh, uh, Gasly and Albon, who were on much fresher mediums behind uh, to the line. And, yes, he was powerless to defend against Stroll and Sainz. I don't blame Vettel for that. But still, getting points for the Ferrari, who is lower on engine power to defend. And, you know, making four places up. He started P11 and now he's seventh. I think that's just... And I wouldn't say a legendary performance, but it's just an outstanding performance and I'd give it a 10 out of 10 for Seb today. Yeah, but um, like my only point over there would have been that um, the fact that they were lapped by Hamilton and the fact that Hamilton finished his race much before and a lap before, which any, which did not allow them to do an additional lap could have been, I mean, was like the um, benefit that Sebastian got in this race. Because if you see, I mean, Albon and Gasly were pretty close and they were in DRS range to Seb. So, you know, it could have been possible to see a result um, otherwise in the case that, you know, um, he, they won't lap. But yeah, that's, I mean, I'm happy, you know, Ferra being a Ferrari fan, I'm very happy that Vettel, I mean... Yeah, Vettel, given the fact that Leclerc, I mean, lost out so badly today, I mean, Ferrari would enjoy those six points that they've got today. And, you know, as they're fighting now, with, not with the Red Bulls and the Mercedes, now they're fighting with the McLarens. I think that's a pretty healthy six points and they'll take that uh, very uh, comfortably as they move on to Spa. And um, one more thing, um, a record Sebastian Vettel broke, becoming the second driver in F1 history to score 3,000 points. Um, you know, he required five before the race. He got one more and, uh, you know, got the six and... Now he's amongst the elite. I mean, obviously due to the point system change, but, uh, you know, he's the only other driver apart from, you know, um, Lewis Hamilton, obviously. So, yeah. Yeah. Um, next, um, I think um, Lance Stroll runs out of contract next year. And um, this P4 finish in this Grand Prix really puts him in a, puts him as a strong contender for the racing point seat. Even though, you know, the team is partly owned by his father, Lawrence Stroll. 
Oh. I mean, uh, this just puts Lance in a very tasty position. I mean, I mean, getting a contract from a team which your father partly owns shouldn't be much of a headache for him. For something he would uh, have at the back of his mind while he's going to bed uh, in the next few days, because I mean, his dad's going to help him out. I mean, he's been helping his son out since his Williams days, and that's the reason why Lance is competing at such a high level today with the likes of uh, Checo uh, in a. very competitive uh, pink mercedes which you could say um uh, the other driver uh, sergio perez he's been outstanding he's quick and fast and uh, you would see him p4 in qualifying he, i mean after coming back from a literally an illness which has you know baffled the world uh, with so many deaths in cases with around 22 million cases perez just bounced back like a lion and just came p4 and he's had a brilliant race I mean, the blue flag was just a very unfortunate incident. As he's P4, he massaged those tires back again, the medium tires for so long. He also made it a one stop. So both drivers in the racing point are very, very good drivers. And I mean, now with Seb in the market, it's going to be a tough decision for Lawrence. But I hope to see Seb in Stroll uh, for next year. Yeah, I mean, I'm, I'm not really. I mean, you know, Seb might have. my wouldn't have a place in my mind for the Aston Martin team because you know Seb may bring a few sponsors but at the end of the day Checo has Carlos Slim you know to back him up financially you know one of the world's richest billionaires and all of that stuff so i mean let's see i mean i obviously want to hope best for all the drivers um and then um you could see that Albon really struggled in this race you know he finished p8 started p6 you know he's known as the guy to uh, you know be the best on sundays you know quickly you know i mean just going through about his previous performances he started outside the p outside p10 and you know he finished in the points last time uh, however this time he starts in this uh, he starts p6 but then drops down two places is it just is it just his mentality is his confidence that has dropped is it his confidence that has dropped or it's just some other factors that is wrong with the car um if you see today's race um i'll point out a few things the first is uh, i don't know why but he just couldn't get the soft tires fired up to the best possible extent as a result of which i think the red bull guys had to make a change in their plan and get albon in uh, very very soon for the hards which left him in a very uh, bad position behind uh, literally four five or train of cars and that really hurt his hard tires uh, and he just didn't get the second stint that he actually wanted but uh, i mean being behind uh, magnussen and ocon getting the drs but still not being able to do the move i mean we just can't blame albon here i think it's just a mix of wrong strategy and uh, just no no luck for albon today because i mean he just couldn't get the first stint bang on and another factor would be even after switching to the second stint you could see he's back out in a group of cars and it's it's tough to negotiate uh, a, 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 i mean the dirty air kind of you know hurts your car hurts the engine so probably in certain corners you have to back out and you know the lap cars like lewis and max coming from behind you have to give them their space they're racing on in their own elite club so the blue flags kind of hamper the progress as well i mean you suddenly slow down the car you stop it off your tires just you know the temperatures are all you know across the place so you know again refiring up that car from one corner and then getting back to you know business it's a little tough 
and that's a little very technical aspect but i mean in simple words i mean albon just did not have his sunday racing gods in his favor so yeah i think that's the reason why albon has faltered today um another like person i want to talk about is the home home hero the guy carlos sainz moving to ferrari next year um you know he finished in p6 today um yep any thoughts on his performance i mean uh yeah uh, yeah i would just no i mean i won't say a lot about him but i mean he he's just uh, had a he just had a good race and he's not i mean he, lando has been outperforming him this entire uh, season as of now it's that race again where carlos just asserts his dominance in their mclaren team and uh given the fact the way he just you know got the strategy bang on and he managed to pass the cars and i mean that was just pure performance you can't just say pure performance because mclaren doesn't have the best engine on the grid but yeah carlos sainz his skills and the car everything together just uh, stuck in his favor and for the first time lando's got to be you know thinking about where he went wrong because he wasn't just there at the level of carlos sainz I so think, a very uh, very sharp and good p6 one more fact i mean which we should take into consideration behind carlos sainz and vettel's performance is that both of them came into spain with new chassis uh, chassis yeah um so obviously that would have also played a major role behind their finish apart from the strategy the way both of them drived on a uh, if i'm not wrong both of them uh, you know drove on a one st- one stop uh, so they really executed that to perfection um carlos carlos was two stopper carlos was a two stopper okay vettel and perez were one stoppers but uh, i mean that that's, that's, that's i mean out of the question i mean the way the chassis has uh, come to their favor that's a major factor the brand new chassis no damage absolutely a completely new car irrespective of whether you have upgrades or not that's definitely going to help you in your favor and you could see it in the case of seven signs so that's a very important point which i forgot to mention thank you arnav and um today i think uh, we saw the sheer dominance of the top 3 i mean namely hamilton verstappen and bottas you know you could see that they were the only three di- drivers who weren't lapped you know obviously you know hamilton can't lap himself but you know you see that the from p4 like from lance stroll to um, someone like grosjean everyone in this everyone in this race was lapped you know this just takes me back to austria 2018 when i mean i mean hamilton crashed out but the almost the entire field was lapped so this hmm so yeah up in uh, yeah austria 2018 but i mean let's not go back to history i mean it's just an absolute dominance from the works team of the mercedes you've seen that they're around 70 75 points ahead in the constructors hamilton i mean uh, his closest rival last year was sebastian and i was just seeing the driver standings he's 100 plus points ahead of sebastian this year so there is absolutely no competition at the top again lewis winning it today and max second that's another seven point gap between max and hamilton and i mean these three drivers are going to just take it all away this season uh, uh, max would uh, max is happy i guess with his p2 he knows that he doesn't have the pace of the mercs but i guess it's going to be a 1 2 3 bottas hamilton verstappen they just shuffle around so probably leclerc but leclerc needs good luck 
so um my next question is basically um do you think botas and verstappen have realized that hamilton can't be caught and now they just you know kind of trying to get the p2 uh, trying to get p2 in the drivers championship because if you see hamilton was on on par to get the grand slam you know for our viewers who don't yeah, know yeah, yeah. the grand slam it's you know your fastest in qualifying your fastest in the you're the first, you come first in the race and you get the fastest lap um so you know you could see that obviously botas wasn't really in contention to i mean for a win up at a certain point and you know a fastest lap would have taken him two points uh, you know would have had a two points difference between him and verstappen so do you think they've just realized that hamilton can't be caught now uh i mean for max yes he's realized it i mean he can probably win a few races but he's, he 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 now knows that mark is mark they're in a different league and i mean the way on the radio every time you know he comes p2 he is like okay it's a good set of points i mean yeah we i mean even christian acknowledges the fact that you know the marks are just too good with their race pace i mean sometimes the hot temperatures hurt their tires but i mean that's how the red bulls get lucky but i mean on a good day like today hamilton can just be 23 seconds ahead of max on sheer pace and given bottas i mean being a teammate he's not obviously going to like say that yes i i mean i'm going to settle for p2 that's an inter team battle i mean he's going to consider himself as one of the top guys again so he i mean in quali you could see the gap was 5 uh, 100 of a second so bottas end of there but you know he just doesn't have uh, that kind of pace that lewis has so bottas doesn't want to admit it but i'll say it on his behalf that i think p1 for this year the championship is wrapped up for lewis hamilton there's no way i mean unless he just crashes out for like five six races can anybody catch him up he's think, just in a league of his own it's safe to say hamilton is chasing two records this year one for the most drivers world championship equaling it with uh, michael schumacher and obviously Absolutely. having the most number of victories which he's actually pretty close now if i'm not wrong he's on 88 yeah he's on 88 so yeah, yeah. i think hamilton got in his adapted uh, up and you know now it's just a and he would just might make it a century of poles yeah he just might make it a century of poles as well so i mean uh, a century of poles around around uh, let's say 95 race wins and 150 plus times on the podium plus seven world titles i mean that deserves a salute that that's just pure 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 class obviously this will continue for next year as well since it's you know the same car so you can expect to see him be there if not you know the eight uh, become the eight i mean eight time uh, drivers world champion but obviously getting more poles getting more race wins for sure yeah um, uh, one more uh, thing that i want to highlight uh, sorry to interrupt but one more thing i want to highlight is i mean uh, being a ferrari fan uh, the red bulls and the ferrari should not be disheartened by the fact that you know mercs are like 8 to 9 tenths ahead in qualifying because from belgium we'll see a new format of qualifying not there's not going to be a much change but yes the engine department's going to get a change there'll be no party mode in qualifying and uh, yes uh, i i guess everyone kind of knows party mode because party mode is like the maximum the max engine mode so that's been banned by the fia 
and i guess that will help ferrari and uh, red bull to kind of close the gap and that should make it a very tasty qualifying as well yeah, yeah. i mean it could close the gap i mean you don't know whether it's actually going to help any of the teams because in a qualifying session everybody is on party mode we don't really it's just the extra 30 horsepower 40 horsepower that's added to every engine so if you know that's the same for all the cars or all the constructors then there isn't really going to be much of a difference unless you know mercedes has much adds much more horsepower of any sort um i think um this is i mean i'm done with about uh, talking about the race but um, who was who were like the drivers that absolutely you loved watching today or you know they they were the biggest winners from the race okay so i'll start from the bottom i feel the first driver that should be put into the spotlight is uh, mr kimi raikkonen he's always been that man slowest in qualifying but he's finished a good P14. That is, I mean, for him, that's a very good achievement. And uh, given the slow power of the Ferrari engine, he still managed to make some moves, and he managed to steal a P14 on the line, which uh, the Alpha boss will really love to watch again and again. And another pl- uh, driver that caught my eye was uh, Carlos Sainz, as we ma- talked about him. His home race, he was extraordinary, and he just managed his pace very well. and of course sebastian vettel for and sergio perez both for their uh, tremendous tire management so yeah these are the three four uh, winners of the spanish grand prix um and um, any losers or some people who just left, were left out couldn't do much and really like didn't have a great day at the office uh firstly it would be uh, vettel teammate charles uh, he was stuck behind norris and you know norris just proved to be the better car like luck tried his best kept twitching at the wheel i mean he just couldn't get the right balance out of the car and then the engine shut down completely you know just uh, hampered everything for leclerc and so that's a loss for ferrari and for leclerc and apart from that i guess it will be uh, the haas car uh why reason being uh, in p1 and p2 practice one and practice two grosjean was in the top 10 and we kind of expected grosjean and magnussen to do something in the race but i mean the hasses were just uh, out of uh, place so being a loser and apart from that i kind of would say lando norris is another loser started p8 uh, just uh, behind carlos he got a good getaway but i mean he just Uh, couldn't get uh, the right things together, and his final lap was uh, not the best. He could have probably tried getting Pierre Gasly. He was less than a second behind him, but it didn't work out. Yeah, so um, that's about it from this post race. Who would who who, who would who, I mean? I want now. I want to ask you this: Who are your winners and losers, man? I think I would agree on whatever you said. Um, however, if there has to be one change i would say one more loser would be albon because he's really not proving himself to be you know kind of capable of that red bull seat you can see pierre gasly in a uh, alpha tauri getting you know actually competing against him you know fighting for the same position you know in a much uh, in an inferior car so in my opinion, i think i think sorry yeah yeah sorry to interrupt me this i know i mean we we kind of got that but 
you know, if there were one or two more laps, I guess more than you stressing on the fact that Albon could be ahead of Vettel, I think Gasly could have been ahead of Albon. Gasly had fresher tires and was looking much better. So Gasly, yes, I, I'm sorry to miss out on Gasly, but Gasly, yes, again. Uh, I want to ask you something. I mean, yeah, I, you've been asking me, so yeah, I just wanted to ask you this. Red Bull's second seat, who would you go for? I guess, I think Gasly is just stringing his performance as well. Uh, would you consider uh, Gasly? I think when we can this last week, we, we were in a mix. Well. We've yeah, about this yeah. Event, so, but, uh, I mean, again, you saw another good performance from Gasly. So, does that change your opinion? At the or end, is that changing it, your opinion? At, at the end of the day, in F1, consistency is key. Um, Lando has brought out this point as well, you know, in, in his Rookie of the Year presentation. Um, so, um, I think, you know, Pierre Gasly, you know, hasn't been, wasn't given much opportunities in the Red Bull car to, you know, actually showcase his thing. You know, he said that the goals set by Red Bull for me were always lower than the ones that I have set for myself or that he had set for himself. So, you know, you know, he should have been given more opportunities. If you see, Albon hasn't been performing, but um, Red Bull have always been backing him up. They've been saying, yeah, there was a fault you know, don't worry and all that. They've been taking care of him as like, you know, their child and all that stuff. But Gasly does deserve that seat. You know, he's shown that he deserves it. Yeah, I, I too vote for Gasly. I've been saying this, I mean, a lot of times throughout this week on the discussion groups. I mean, I, I would purely offer Gasly on his consistency. Because, I mean, what Red Bull need is not the championship right now. They need a good haul of points every week. So they can be, you know, they can cement that second place. And Gasly is the man who can do it. Yes, it, he he's not expected to compete at the level of Max Verstappen, and neither is Albon competing at that level. But you know, we need consistency right now. Probably Gasly in a Red Bull today could have uh, extracted something more out of that good car. Uh, so yeah, that's about it from my side. Uh, do you want to ask anything else? I don't have anything to ask, but um, I have some news for the fans or the people who actually watch this, um, there are going to be a limited number of people who will be allowed to watch the race in Portugal. So, yeah, if you're planning to watch, physically go watch a race, you can buy your tickets. Um, we're not sponsoring it, but yeah. That's some great news for people. Yeah, uh, it, the tickets are on f1.com. You can start booking up. I was saying this, but it's, I mean, India has, doesn't have international flights right now. But yes, Yes, no, this is non-sponsored content, guys. So, yeah. I guess that's it. I think we'll uh, bid goodbye to our viewers. And uh, thank you so much, Arna, for having me on. And uh, yeah, it was fun discussing this. And I hope to see you and the panelists again on Friday for a little uh, techie and race-based discussion. Next week, we're, we're on a blank as we move on to Spa. And the calendar is set to take shape. And uh, Michael Massey said there might be some surprises coming. So do watch yeah. out. And uh, yes, we'll let you know if there are surprises. Uh, so stay tuned. Follow the Sports Fix. Take care and stay safe. Thank you, Arnav. Bye. And Bye-bye. Um, Bye. Just a side note before I end this. Um, we're on Spotify, Apple Music as well now. So if you don't want to watch us talking, you just want to Yeah, guys, Apple, please check us there. out. Thank you.